Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. We have a very special guest on Faith and Freedom from Ukraine, a Ukrainian citizen and an American citizen who has a ministry in Ukraine. And he will tell us a little bit about what he is experiencing in that country under siege. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. And our special guest is Dennis Melnikchuk. And Dennis, welcome to Faith and Freedom. Thank you, it's good to be here. Uh, Dennis, how long have you been living in Ukraine? I came here about two and a half years ago. And uh, and your wife is Ukrainian as well, right? That's right. That's right. My family is from the Ukraine, but I was born and raised in the U.S. and uh, served as a missionary in China. And then I was at an event at the Send and heard a word about Ukraine and Eastern Europe. And I had come back to China after that and had been fasting and praying, asking the Lord, when is this word supposed to come to be? And really felt in my spirit that that word was to happen uh, now at that time. And so I had given all my responsibilities off. And in uh, June 2019, uh, June 5th, 2019, I had moved to Kiev. And that window of space from the time that I landed, June 5th, 2019, uh, there was about 10 or so months uh, uh, until COVID hit. And that during that time, I had been able to get a lot of things running and going. And when the pandemic hit, a lot of our momentum it was slowed down, but we were continuing to minister. And throughout the whole pandemic, we were we didn't have it stopped. We've been faithfully ministering and and being able to do things. And I and a lot of the one my friends that I have been with in in Asia. Uh, they, after that pandemic, had to leave. And many people, many things were shut down or people had, you know, were, were forced to leave for different reasons. And uh, I just saw that that word was key at that time that I got. And so wow. now, uh, two and a half years later, I'm here. And like you said, three years on the dot, the uh, now war begins, something that no one mm. had yeah. expected. I mean, just, a, you know, weeks ago, uh, a lot of Ukrainians, not all, but many, were highly skeptical uh, skeptical about something like this actually happening. And when the first bombs went off, we woke up at five in the morning and uh, our pastor called us and he said, it started. Bombs are going off in Kiev. And I could just feel my, uh, my, my wife, she's beginning to shake. And I just, I, no one could grasp their mind around it that this is actually happening. And looking at what we are seeing now, it, this was unpredictable. It is, uh, it is catastrophic, and it is sickening seeing the way that this invasion is being carried out. February 23, 2019 is when you were in the Send in Orlando, Florida, in the football arena. Tens of thousands of people were gathered there. Uh, I was there with my wife, Anita, and some other family members or ministry members with Liberty Council. And... That is when Sean Boltz uh, spoke your name. He didn't know you, and he gave very, very specific things about you. You had no idea who Sean, you had never met Sean Boltz, he had never met you, 
and he talked about where you were connected in Washington State and also in Pennsylvania and the ministry and your Ukrainian background and that you would be commissioned to have a ministry in Ukraine. Two and a half years later, you're in Ukraine, three years to the day, February 23, to the exact day, 2022, is when the invasion happened. Three years before that, to the exact day, I will never forget uh, that event in the Send when Sean called your name out, and it was pretty obvious that uh, what he was saying was resonating with you. And I knew friends that were ministering uh, in the same ministry school in Pennsylvania with you and knew you, and they contacted me and confirmed exactly what had been said in that meeting. So you're now in Ukraine and have been in Ukraine this, for yeah. such a time as this. God put you there for a reason. And what ministry opportunities do you have now? Yeah, we we have a ministry. Uh, um, it's uh, called Awaken Generation. We've been this whole time really just receiving teens. We partner with with youth, youth of the Mission and Fire Fragrance and other local churches who send their teams here. And we organize and coordinate trips to you know, uh, to bring the gospel and if activate local churches in evangelism, particularly with power evangelism and praying for people and doing uh, whatever we can to really get the local church mobilized for missions movement. That was what we were moving and doing the whole time. And once the war hit, I mean, we've just been do, meeting the needs around here as much as we can, really with a heart to make sure people really experience the love of God through this whole ordeal and get the support of the body of Christ in it all. And so we decided uh, with my wife, before this whole thing even happened, we made a firm resolve that even if a war begins, because at that time it wasn't certain, we made a resolve that we would stay here. And we were told by... Uh, a friend who works with intelligence on the U.S. side that a war would begin, and he had recommended for us to get out of the city to take a look, uh, to get out of Kiev and keep an eye on things, and if something would happen, we'd be able to help more from the outside in, and it sounded like good wisdom to us, and you know, people were saying from the 16th to the 21st or the 20th would be the likely dates. We felt peace to stay in Kiev, so we actually stayed all the way through the 20th, and I, at that time, with my wife, we felt in our spirit that we had to leave. And she was thinking the 22nd, we were praying. I just felt like there was something really about the 21st. So we ended up leaving to the 21st, taking a group of people with us. And through two days later, this whole thing started. And just seeing after this, I mean, we saw that we really need to be sensitive to the voice of God. Many people are calling us right now and even asking us, how do we evacuate the city? Do we get out? What's the threat? And and many you no, know, many of our friends who are in ministry or who are Christians, and we tell them, I'm so sorry. I wish I could tell you more concrete information. But at this point, so much is unpredictable. So much is changing every day. got to hear the voice of God. And you're hmm. being the church. You're being the hands and feet of Jesus right there in the middle of that chaos. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're, you're also working with some people who want to leave uh, Ukraine. Uh, but then you're also finding Ukrainians that say, no, they're not going anywhere. They're staying in Ukraine. And one of the things that we're seeing in the videos is this incredible Ukrainian spirit uh, that is staying and willing to um, not abandon Ukraine. And we even hear of people who have previously left Ukraine that are returning to Ukraine. That's what, right. What are you seeing on the ground? Yeah, we've been working around the clock to try to get people evacuated, but 
it's astonishing that many people are deciding to actually stay there. And we've been messaging our church, we've been calling people, and people have been praying and fasting and, and really taking it seriously, wondering if they should leave. But overall, more people are resolved to stay than there are people who are willing to leave. And those who are willing to leave are mostly young children and mothers and um, sometimes, you know, and the elderly. For the most part, people want to stay. They want to defend their city and they want to, they want to be there the whole time. I know many people who have the opportunity to leave and they're choosing to stay. I know from our own church, they could leave, but they're deciding to stay and even provide food for people. So we're working to send even money over there right now that they can buy produce and they've been doing that and giving it out in the metro stations and helping people get water and, and so on. Uh, but it is incredible seeing how people are ready to fight for their freedom and uh, ready to stand for their nation. Amen. So tell us, you know, you're, you're hunkered down and you're helping people, you're feeding people. Some of those are not believers. Others uh, are believers. Um, what is happening? What kind of a, uh, an environment? What, what are you seeing happen with the people where you're, you don't know from day to day what's taking place, but you're all gathered together to live another day and to support one another. Is there a hunger for the gospel? Do you sense that? I I, I really do see that. Um, we know from a day-to-day -day perspective, I think everyone's kind of given up trying to have some sort of expectation. Although now we're, we're really trying to put the structures in place that we realize we need to have organized so that we can be effective in doing some of the ministries that we're trying to do to help uh, those that are fleeing and bring relief to those that are still in conflict areas. Um, but in for the most part, I think we know we're, what we're seeing, we're in the bunkers, but you know we're still able to sit around a meal and make jokes, talk and realize you know that there's that 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 we made it, we're alive and we're praying for those that are in those cities to make it, you know, and I, and I do know that there's people that they're just trying to make it through the day. We've heard so many stories. They're just, they're praying to make it through another day. They don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, Dennis, thank you for joining us from Ukraine. Our special guest is Dennis Melnikchuk. And uh, we want to continue to pray for you and people who want to support, provide any support. You can go to libertyreliefinternational.org. That's libertyreliefinternational.org. That's a ministry of Liberty Council to help uh, persecuted believers around the, the world. And certainly we want to be able to do what we can to help uh, the men and women in Ukraine under this uh, genocidal attack from Russia. libertyreliefinternational.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org.